think that's what made me really good with getting heckled is because when you're 22 teaching seniors in high school, that's all you do is get heckled. So now doing comedy, I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. We have comedian Emily Page. How are you? Doing fantastic. I uh, appreciate you joining, you know, yeah. uh, a comedian. And as well as also, I hear that you're a, a teacher. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I am an eighth grade English teacher. Oh, nice. Eighth grade. Okay. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I was in eighth grade, that was definitely an interesting time nonetheless. Yeah. Um, as far as, as uh, you know, eighth grade goes, do you happen to have any crazy stories maybe from middle school or that, that you've had? From me in middle school or like the, my kids that I teach? Um, I would say, <laughs> well, hey, either way, you know. All I remember about my time in eighth grade is in seventh grade, I was in class with all my friends. And then in eighth grade, I was in class with none of my friends. And I remember having like a nervous breakdown the first day because they were all together and I was like by myself. And I was like, what did I do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I made new friends. Uh, no, my eighth graders are, eighth graders are fun. Um, they're definitely interesting. They're like, I always say they're coming into their own. So they're like starting to be their own people. Um, sure. But this year, the only thing crazy is like, I mean, these poor kids are like going to school during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. and uh i feel like just them getting used to like the whole schedule now like they're in school one day and then the next day they'll be home and they like flip-flop i just give them a lot of credit this year because like i don't think i would handle it as well as they they are like when i was in eighth grade i think For i would have sure. been yeah. i know it's kind of crazy because i have a daughter she's uh she's 14 she's in eighth grade okay. as well and basically you know it's, it's the homeschooling part like that's tough to do as a parent um mm -hmm. you know to be able to get your kids to do their assignments and homework you know, I'm one of those parents where it's just like, you know, we'll do it the next day, next day, and it keeps on piling up. And then it's like, mm -hmm. oh, shoot, you have a 20 in your <laughs> class. What's going on? We got to get all this work done kind of thing, oh, yeah. you know? So, yeah, and like, uh, I, I know as teachers, like, at least I, I'm like really understanding about it because it's like, I don't think I would do any better. Like when I was working from home, I was terrible. Uh -huh. It was like the same thing, you know? Yeah. You're like, I'll do that tomorrow. And then you don't do it. <laughs> uh, and how long have you been teaching for? Uh, nine years. Wow. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so I taught, awesome. it's crazy. I've been teaching eighth grade for eight years. Mm -hmm. And then my first year out of college, I taught juniors and seniors in high school. So I was like, yeah, I was like 22 teaching like 18 year olds. So it was a little crazy. I think so that's what made that... me really, they found out I was 22. Yeah. I think that's what made <laughs> me really good at, uh, and this would be really good with getting heckled is because when you're 22 teaching seniors in high school, that's all you do is get heckled. So now doing comedy, I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I know like in, in high school, I definitely had friends that were those type of hecklers that, you know, they would just say what's on their mind, I guess, at the time. And it would cause <laughs> them to always go to the principal's office. You know, the teacher would kick them out. Just get out of my room as soon as they walked into the class. You know, it was just like, <laughs> they man. were prepared. They were like ready to go. <laughs> yeah, they were. But yeah, so, so you again, going into to comedy, right? Um, mm -hmm. Being a teacher, then thinking at some point, right? Hey, I want to do comedy. What was that transition like for you? Or, you know, what was, um, you know, your sole purpose of wanting to pursue comedy? Absolutely. Um, well, a comedy is something I've wanted to do, I would say since like college. So even before getting into teaching, um, 
I always enjoyed watching like comedy films and I was really into watching SNL growing up and yeah. like as I got older different sketch shows and everything but um I kind of was just like too chicken to do it uh -huh. um I've always been a writer and so I was like always into writing and then um I got married a few years out of college and I kind of put everything on the back burner. And then after having, I have a two-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And then after having my daughter, um, I shortly after got divorced. Oh, and no, I was kind of, yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's better, it's fine. Um, it was kind of after that, that I was like, I need to start doing stuff for me. Mm -hmm. And writing was always a passion. So I got back into writing. And then the pandemic hit yeah. and I was like, I, if I'm ever going to try and do comedy, like this is when I have to try and do it. So I signed up for a course that was based out of New York city because now yeah. everything was online. Yeah. So it made it easier with work and my daughter, I could actually do this because I didn't have to travel in and out of New York. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then like the rest is history. So I started doing comedy in July. Mm -hmm. That was when I did my first Zoom show. And then I was able to, before everything got really shut down here in Jersey, I was able to do um, some like live open mics. And like, I was like hooked. You went to the uh, Comedic Art Institute, is that correct? It was the American uh, American Comedy Institute. There you go. Basically. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what I just said, but that, <laughs> that right there. Like, <laughs> that one sounds good too. Right? I think I might have to start that one myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But when, when you talk about that, like, what is what does that look like? You know, especially for people that are wanting to pursue comedy that they don't know how, uh, yeah. especially during these times. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. happen to be finding their creativeness, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, but again, for somebody like that, like, can you tell me maybe like your experience of how that yeah. was for you, per se? Absolutely. So um, the American Comedy Institute is based out of New York City, and it's with Steven Rosenfield, who's amazing. Um, I call, I always call him my comedy coach. Mm -hmm. And um, basically, I haven't had the pleasure of doing it in person, um, but I plan to do it once it does reopen in the city. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a monthly workshop that he offers where you basically do like three group classes and two one-on-one -on -one sessions. Mm -hmm. And these one-on-one -on -one sessions are fantastic because I don't know if you've ever written with somebody like when, and, but like the whole process of writing for me was always so like personal and intimate. Yeah. Um, and I was really nervous about sharing my writing with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. but it was fantastic because he like uses what you have and just like enhances it. For sure. Um, I've done the workshop now. I did it in July. It was my first time. Because then at the end of it, you put on a show. Mm -hmm. um, you do a, a show on YouTube, and it's awesome. So I did it in July. Then I did it again in August. Mm -hmm. Then I did it again in September. Then I did it one more time, and I'm going to be doing it again in February. Mm -hmm. um, and now I use it as a tool to not only like run new material, but like workshop old stuff that sure. now as I'm developing my act, I realize isn't where I want it to be. It's not yeah. up to par with the rest of my material. Mm -hmm. um, I highly recommend it. I know some people don't like the idea of taking comedy classes because they think it's like a, like a gimmick, but it's really not. Like when you mm -hmm. find a coach that works well with you and like gets you, yeah. um, 
for me, it's only going to enhance my comedy. And Steven Rosenfield, he wrote this book called Mastering Stand-Up, which was excellent. I read it before taking his class. Um, and he's worked with people like Jim Gaffigan. Oh, and wow. so like, when you, yeah, when you hear his credentials, you're like, why wouldn't I want to just, you know, work with him and see what he has to offer? The other thing is, I know you're pretty active when it comes down to some of these virtual comedy shows, yes. right? <laughs> so, so that's awesome to see. And then, you know, with, uh, actually I had attended one that you did. It was like an audition show or something like that. And had maybe about like five oh, or yeah. six people uh, that were Thank on you there. So much for coming. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I, I thought it was great. You know, your set was amazing. Um, Thank you. but what do you think about this virtual comedy? Cause I know there's others that I've, I've talked to and you know, there's, there's different responses, but you know, you kind of like started in it. Right. Yeah. So, so what is that like for you now? Yeah, I think I was fortunate in a lot of ways to start during the pandemic because I honestly had no choice. I just mm -hmm. threw myself in. Yeah. Um, my first experience doing stand-up was a Zoom show. Uh -huh. Then I went out and did Mike's Live. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are very, very different. Absolutely. There's no there's no doubt that traditional stand-up, live stand-up is the best you'll get. Uh, mm -hmm. with, you know, playing off the audience and just the feel of it. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait until it's full time again. For sure. But I really enjoy the Zoom shows um, mm -hmm. for many different reasons. Number one, I can run my material yeah. and I can test it out. And some jokes work great. Some jokes don't work great. They might work great live, mm -hmm. right? You don't know until you try it, but it's a yeah. way for me to work my new material, my revisions, everything. Mm -hmm. um, the networking is fantastic. I've mm -hmm. been doing shows with people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that's great because when things open up, um, to have the opportunity to go and perform out in California or yeah. in DC, and like, I know people now, you know, sure. so I won't feel like, you know, as maybe, um, I won't feel maybe as like, nervous because i'll have like a you know a network of people out there um and just even like opportunities like the fact that i can do a podcast with you mm -hmm, and like true. i might not have been able to network or you wouldn't have been able to see me perform if everything was live that's um, very true. yeah so i think that's a really cool aspect of it that i think you know i understand especially people who've been doing stand-up for years don't like zoom um but i would just I would just tell them to like, look at it, even if you don't like it for the performing aspect, look at it for like its networking abilities. For sure. You know, it's giving you chances to work with people you might not be able to work with elsewise. Absolutely. Yeah. And then again, if you happen to have hecklers that are on the Zoom show, you could just mute, <laughs> just mute it. Them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, fine. it's like, damn um, it, Henry. Click. Yeah. The, only thing, the, the weirdest thing with Zoom is sometimes like when your computer freezes, it's like worse than getting heckled. Figures are like, was that not funny or did they not hear me? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like sometimes it's delayed laughter. So I had to learn how to like pause for the laugh. Uh huh. You know, and then the other thing is my cat, as you can say, like he like jumps into all my shows. The other one ignores me. This one's like on screen half the time. So that, you know, I have to get used to that. But um, but that's that's pretty awesome. You know, I definitely agree with you on the, the social networking thing, because that's something that I know I didn't even really think about. You have like this this road show, I guess, that's going on. It's going to yeah. be like 50 states. OK, tell me a little bit more about that. I'm so excited for this show. Uh, yeah, the Jersey comedy community is super um, supportive 
So I have to say that number one, like um, Kate Hester is a Jersey City comic and her and I hit it off like right away. I have not even met her in person, but uh -huh. she's another Jersey comic that I've been doing a lot of Zoom shows with. Um, she happens to be on this road show with me. So I'm very excited for this. This is the produced and hosted by Bo Applegate. Um, who is a Rhode Island comic. Um, he okay. lived out in California and then like moved, he was a teacher in California and moved out to Rhode Island to do comedy or something along those lines. Um, he's super awesome, super nice, super funny. So he's been doing these shows. His idea was to go state by state and find four comics from each state. So Kevin Brady, who's on the show with me, hit me up and was like, you know, my friend Bo's doing the show. Do you want to, would you be interested? I was like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um and then i saw the lineup i'm like absolutely do i want to be like on this show but yeah that's this sunday i don't know when this is going to air but this is it's come this sunday coming up um i'm super excited i think it's going to be a really great show i love the concept uh -huh. um the flyer is one of my favorite flyers i've ever seen <laughs> i just think he did a really great job yeah definitely and then so basically like after you guys do new jersey you're going to be like kind of again you said picking four comedians to be able to kind of like hit those states with yeah so he's basically he's done a few states he's done rhode island he's done a couple others and now he's basically like so if you have any listeners that are comedians in other states like hit him up bo applegate he's going to be hitting every state so he's looking for four comedians from each state mm -hmm. um yeah and he wants to do all 50. that's pretty awesome that's something yeah that's, that's really cool um mm -hmm. So then as far as for yourself, have you already always lived in New Jersey? I am born and raised Jersey girl. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay. Even college. Um, yeah, I, yeah, born and raised. I've lived in a few different places in Jersey, um, mainly like Ocean County area, like the mm -hmm. Jersey Shore gotcha. uh, is where I grew up. But yeah, I'm not opposed to living somewhere else someday, but for mm -hmm. now, I teach in New Jersey, so I live in New Jersey. Got you. Were you doing uh, like things in high school with Snooki or anything like that? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> that was not my friend group. That was not. But I was definitely watching the show in college. So I, I never even heard about you know the Jersey Shore before the actual show. You know, and then I think <laughs> that it definitely got more popularized. You know, after that, and it was just I like, man, I gotta go out there. Yeah, I and it's funny because I loved the show. Um, and I think because I was from New Jersey, I realized that not everyone from New Jersey is like that or like the Real Housewives of New Jersey. But I feel yeah. like Jersey gets a really bad rep because they think like we're one or the other. Um, mm -hmm. And Jersey is very diverse and not just, you know, your Guidos and your, uh, <laughs> rich, your rich white women up in North Bergen <laughs> County. <laughs> Um, I know with uh, kind of like the, the pandemic still going on, how is it in New Jersey? Because I know, of course, it's it's pretty close to New York, right? How far away is it from New York? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I am about like an hour outside of New York. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of like an, well, an hour, an hour and a half outside New York and an hour, an hour and a half outside of Philly. I'm pretty like centrally mm -hmm. located. Um, it, our numbers are going up. It hit us really tough, it, really rough in the beginning um we had a lot of caseloads and then it seemed to dip down and it seems to be rising again i think fortunately the death toll isn't rising or death rate isn't rising mm -hmm. as high as it was um definitely you know social distancing masks um there's a lot of school districts that are fully remote in jersey mm -hmm. um ours happens to not be 
there's awesome. you know i think there's a good mix of both but um i i'd like to think most people are taking it seriously i think some <laughs> people are not taking it as seriously i know because of um i have a mom my mom has an autoimmune disease and i have a young oh. daughter so like i am a little bit more cautious than i think some people are sure. um you know but uh yeah just it's not as bad as it was for sure mm -hmm. because in the spring last year it was pretty terrible like i knew i had students who lost family members so wow. it definitely it definitely hit close to home mm -hmm. uh, that's know? crazy that's crazy but are like are bars still open over there in new jersey or it's like it's completely like shut There's down no, no, no. There's outdoor. <laughs> no, there's there's outdoor dining for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not that anyone wants to really outdoor dine in January. There's some indoor yeah. dining. I think there's like different rules. I have not been to a bar. I went out once this summer to like an outdoor bar. Uh -huh. It was very strange. Um, <laughs> it was very weird. Ordering with like the mask on, and then but like yeah. then you get to your the table and you're allowed to take your mask off. It's very weird. Um, it is. But yeah, things I think are, I think there's like curfews and stuff. I'm probably mm -hmm. not the best person to ask, but I think, um, I think there's stuff open. There, okay. There's like rules, but there's stuff open. Uh, you want to go ahead and play a game real quick? Yes, I like Okay, games. cool. Awesome. So I do have a game here. The game is called Your Worst Nightmare. So I'm going to show you three different cards. And basically, you're going to go ahead and tell me which one you're the most afraid of or which one is your worst nightmare, basically. Okay. So these are the three cards. The first one is family reunions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. The next one is walking under ladders. Okay. And then the third one is turbulence. Oh, this is easy. So out of those three right there, which one would you say is your worst nightmare? Turbulence, for sure. Turbulence, okay, why is that? Um, I'm afraid of flying. <laughs> I love like I love weirdo who like I love packing and I love going to the airport like uh -huh. I love the idea of going on a trip it's the getting on the plane part I will yeah. fly for sure um like I went to California a few years ago and I went to Italy a few years ago so like obviously I, I'll get on a plane um I've been very fortunate to not have to deal with a lot of turbulence Okay. So I think the moment I have to deal with it and I think we're falling out of the sky, I'm going to freak out. Like, <laughs> so well, yeah, family reunions. I love my family. I'm like a weird, I'm like one of those weird comedians that actually loves her family. So that would be wow. fine. I have no fear of walking under ladders. I mean, I guess I would be nervous. Something might fall on me, um, but I'm not, You're like not superstitious. superstitious. Okay. Not like that. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely turbulence for sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely turbulence for me as well. I think turbulence, uh, it really freaked me out because I was actually taking a trip from, you know, San Antonio all the way to Las Vegas. And mm -hmm. it was only roughly about like a two and a half hour flight. But the fact of the matter is that the plane just dropped, you know, from, you know, one minute to the next. And then, you know, it's it's scary. It felt, felt like a roller coaster ride. It was the longest, mm -hmm. you know, what, 15 seconds of my life as that plane was dropping, everybody else is yelling. So that only increases, oh, no. you know, like your anxiety and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. 
So that that's uh, that's for me like the kicker, you know, when everybody well, yeah. else is screaming and I'm trying to remain calm, you know. Two two things people told me that one made it better, one made it worse. They told me that when you're on a plane, if it starts to get like weird, to look at the steward the like the stewardess's faces uh-huh. because if they're calm, you know everything's okay. But if they start to look panicked, then you freak out. And then <laughs> the other thing somebody told me is that most likely if you're going to crash on a plane, it's going to happen like the first 12 minutes and the last 12 minutes, because that's like the first 12 minutes when you're taking off and getting up to like where you need to fly is when like all the, the and I'm going to be completely wrong with what I'm saying right now, all the like, <laughs> all the like oil is running to the engines or it's like when everything's starting. So that's uh-huh. when there's most likely going to be an issue. So I found this out before I went to Italy and I remember just uh-huh. watching my like watch for like the first 12 minutes. I was like, okay, uh-huh. I just have to make it through the 12 minutes. And then I have to worry about the last 12 minutes. That's what I told <laughs> So first 12 minutes, last 12 minutes. Yes, Got it. First 12 minutes, last 12 minutes. Uh, I'll set my timer just... next time I go on a flight somewhere. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> be like, hey, Siri. <laughs> um, so do you happen to have anything maybe within February that, that you want to um, let everybody know yeah. about? Yeah, I'm going to be doing my American Comedy Institute uh, show. That will be on, okay. I believe, Friday, February 19th, I believe is the date. Awesome. And then I have another show coming up on February 17th. Um, this is a lady showcase show that I'm really excited about. It's, um, a Pacific, it's a California based show. So that's why it's a little later, but, um, I post all my show dates on my Instagram, which is at Emily page comedy and on Twitter, which is at M page comedy, because I couldn't fit my whole name. (laughs) It was too long. (laughs) Too long. For sure. For sure. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining me once again today. And, um, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, stay in touch. I definitely will continue supporting you overall, you know, and and wish you the best for uh, your future comedy endeavors. And uh, thank you. And you have yourself a good one. Right.